Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode, something I'm feeling pretty excited to record, and it's going to be on fear. So the initial response of fear and then moving into deeper presence and wisdom through the fear. So I, as always, I plan on telling a story, just kind of setting the stage for this topic, and then moving into just some some thoughts on it, and then probably moving into some sort of a grounding in I guess you could call it how-tos, right? How to move through. So this story is really born out of, or this podcast is really born out of, well, I mean, a few things, really the state of the world. Like, I feel like this world is in a constant state of fear. And as a highly empathetic person who feels quite a lot of the collective energy, I've been really feeling quite a lot of fear myself and really having to do the work of questioning whether this fear is mine, whether it is the collective's fear, which I am a part of, um, and then working with it in the best way that I can. And a perfect example of that is something that arose from my Thanksgiving holiday. And so if you're on my newsletter list, I, I told a little bit of the story Um, to those on my newsletter. So if you're not on my newsletter, I would hop over to my website, uh, soulmidwifejulie.com, and hop onto my newsletter. I do send out weekly newsletters, and I find them, well, I only write them if I'm feeling inspired and feeling like I'm of service to you. So it's not a bunch of crap or junk that's coming to your inbox. Hopefully, if you're on there, it's something that you actually want to be receiving. So um, you could do that. So the story goes that I went over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and there was extended family. It's the first time I've seen my grandparents in a few years um, because of the whole virus situation. And uh, there was some other people there too. So I was reflecting on, you know, history, timelines. There's a lot of, as all families, there's a lot of shit there. There's just a lot of things that have happened over the years, and um, my mom in particular can get really anxious around Thanksgiving. I remember hating Thanksgiving as a kid because there was often fights between my mom and dad because of my mom's anxiety that was due to uh, relationships with others. And so I have several years ago committed to doing Thanksgiving energetically and from a very different place inside of my own body, despite what I might experience outside of my body and have done a lot of healing work around that. And so at Thanksgiving, 
we were going around the... And I also chose not to drink, which I am not a big drinker, but I will tell you that I drink on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and part of that is just a coping mechanism. Um, And so I decided that this year I was going to be so deeply anchored in my own soul, so deeply anchored in presence, and experience the dinner from a very different place. So that is what I did. At dinner, we all went around and said our gratefuls what we were grateful for. And when it came to me, I had really taken the time to sit in presence with what everybody else was saying rather than the do the thing that I normally do, which is like try to come up with something beautiful to say. And so kind of like these podcasts, really, I used to plan them out. Now I just let them become off the cuff because I know what is in me and what comes through me is exactly what needs to be said. Um, in the moment and that I don't need to plan all of the time and I don't need to I can just trust in the moment more which is kind of a really big point to this podcast trusting in the moment more actually is a huge place to let the fear move through that area while you stay anchored in the trust. So I digress from the story. We're going around the table. I was really listening to everybody, my kids in particular. And when it came to my turn, I was very surprised in that I took a deep breath. Like I, I took my deep breath and really like not consciously. It was not like I was playing this out. I really found a deeper presence in myself. I went inside and I normally I get quite anxious around people, and especially those that I have hard time lines with. So anyways, I didn't do that. I didn't do the anxiety thing all day. I just really was anchored in. So I went inside and I, I found something in there. I found this overwhelming feeling of gratitude for each of them in the fact that we are humans and we are, we've all been through some hard times and we've all, I don't know, I just found this place. I can't even really put words to the place that I touched inside other than I touched this place and when it began to come up and out through the expression in words, in this word salad thing that we humans do that we causes so much miscommunication, The words came, but also just this really huge expression and release of tears came as well. And I was really caught off guard by it. And I was really caught off guard by how much I actually felt truly grateful for my family. And it it felt like it dissolved all of this past and timelines because... At the end of the day, I was I was reflecting there was one person that was supposed to come to Thanksgiving and I haven't seen her since my brother died about 15 years ago. And there was some anxiety that came up. And I thought, well, this per- I am such a different person than I was 15 years ago. How come I can't let this person? And it, it really reflected on that. So anyways, as I'm feeling this gratitude, it really felt like these this past or this past timelines just were really dissolving. Like I was just letting them be not connected to the now moment and taking this now moment as separately from all the things that came before. Not in such a different way. And I've been, there's one member of my family in particular for years and years and years since I was 19, I've been trying to work on forgiveness around. And 
I have done so many modalities and meditations around it. And I actually just come to accept that maybe that I was not going to be able to do that with this person. And, and I did. I got to that place in, in the time I spent with them. So all of that to say that this, this is about fear. So later on in the evening, my grandfather, who is 84, I believe, years old, and my grandmother, um, who had, my grandmother was on oxygen. And my grandparents are like these people, they're in their mid-80s, but they're those mid-80 people who are just like still living their best lives. Like his mind is sharp as a tack and I mean, they're just those people that you want, I don't know, you just kind of want, I hope that's me, you know what I mean? And so as we sat around the table, uh, my grandfather noticed that my grandmother's oxygen was out of oxygen her tank was empty and he got really afraid and this manifested as him yelling it wasn't like you know loud yelling but he definitely was yelly and snippy and was I mean I could see the energy inside of him really bubbling right so he got up and he's very agitated started walking around obviously got the situation Another member of my family helped her get the oxygen and all of the things that need to happen to solve the situation. But he was very, very agitated by this, uh, by this event. And it came out as anger, right? And so I sat and I watched the situation unfold. And I was sitting next to my dad and my dad was very alert. And I said, oh, he's, he's so afraid right now. And my dad looked at me. Because, so there's this thing that I have, my whole life I've been able to see the energy between people. Sometimes I literally physically see it and it can come in colors and it can come in shapes. I thought that everybody could do this when I was a kid. Um, and now I just realize that that is not something everybody can do. I'm sure there's more people out there than I that see the actual energy exchange. Um, and that can read beneath the deeper like, I can see the situation unfold and see the depth of the situation, like what's actually occurring, what's actually going on, rather than on the surface level, anger is what's coming out. And that is what most of my family saw. And, and I saw the fear, right? Instantaneously, literally saw the fear and then saw the manifestation of that fear and how his body held it and reacted to it and responded to it. And it's so I said that to my dad and he looked at me like very surprised, like, Obviously, he could then see it too, but he didn't see it at first. And my mom, I was doing, taking the dishes away, and my mom came up to me and said, can you believe your grandfather got so mad at your grandmother? I mean, what's he thinking? It just scared her and da 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 da, da. And that was obviously a past wound from some events that had happened, and he's, you know, yelly nature. And so like her wounding came up right and then so normally I would react in judgment towards my mom for not seeing the situation and I was in such a deep state of presence that it was like it the big picture was shown to me so they were all in a state of fear even my mom was in a state of fear and what happened is the world got very myopic very small and uh, like heightened and like everything needed to be done right then and, and emotions were like very raised. I mean, you all have these stories, right? There's These stories are happening 
all of the time, especially right now. And so moving, when we see that fear response happening, right, we can get like really settled into it and then we just biochemically react. And it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to act through that adrenaline space. We can react from a very different space. And how we do that is, well, it's, I, I'm hoping to go into that a little bit more. So I, I asked myself, how could this scenario, how could it have changed? How could this scenario have been different, right? How could the scenario have changed if my grandfather would have had that presence within him to say, maybe say, I'm sorry, I was scared and I don't want to lose you because that's really what it came down to. My grandmother has been in the hospital lately and has been ill um, and, you know, they all had COVID and she was ill, not that ill, but she got ill and I don't know, she's on oxygen. So now she's, he's afraid of losing her, right? And so his fear is, is coming out. And he has a, a lot of fears that were, he was expressing his fears to me all day long, um, which I'm not going to go into those now. This was just a, a nice example, right? So this isn't to judge him and his response, but I just think about what an opening could have happened if he was able to reflect on the possibility reflect on where he was at, like be self-aware enough, which I believe we all should be self-aware enough to actually step into that presence, slow down. Maybe you have that initial response, but then say, I'm sorry, and not be so myopic because we have to get into greater awareness of that ego, of that fear. And then we get to connect then, right? Just think of the connection that could have happened between them, the love that could have been shared, the healing that could have been had if there was deeper presence in that situation. And in a world that literally just goes all the time, meaning we consume information all the time, we produce information all the time, we are always busy playing, maybe we're busy carting our kids around or busy, I don't know, you know all of the things doing all of the things, even watching our shows at night, it's like there's never not a stream of information coming in for many of us. And so there's just this, there's no presence. We, we just are not very present because presence is something that I actually believe we're born with, but then I think we, I don't know, it doesn't really matter. Most of us don't have it. So and we don't cultivate it. It's just like exercise. If you don't walk, your lungs are not going to work as well and your legs are not going to be as strong, right? If you don't do some yoga or exercise your biceps, they're just not going to be as strong after years. That's just the way it works. And so presence is the same thing. And we, we live in this world that doesn't really value presence. Like we don't. Like let's be really, really honest. And because we don't value presence, we win things like well, maybe healing or wounds get opened through what we nowadays everyone throws around the word trigger right 
those to me are opportunities for us to actually be present and dig into some healing work to show up for ourselves. It's like a little beautiful bell that's like, hey, you need to look at this. It's not like, hey, trigger warning. I, I don't believe in that. I think it's a beautiful place to be able to go within. And I think that, I know that we all have time in our day where we could be spending. And I've just recently really up-leveled how much time I spend quiet and not doing anything and just being in my inner world. I've done this inner world work really since I was 19 on a regular basis, kind of in and out. For the past three or four years, I've done it every single day, rain or shine inside, outside. It doesn't matter. I show up. And recently, I've really up-leveled to like three times a day and then all throughout the day in little moments because that's what life is. It's about being present enough to really connect with our inner world and our outer world, right? And so when those things like fear, the fear response comes up, right? So we are these amazing beings who have evolved and fear evolved with us to keep us alive when we heard a, you know, a cheetah or something rustle, we would look to see, we would get the fear response so we could run or we could freeze and play dead, right? That's where that came from. But we live in this world now that that, that response, the stress system in general, is literally activated all day, every day, whether you realize or not, even when you're doing fun things, like, you know, if you're listening to a podcast after you've, you've just, or right now you're doing five different things at once while listening to this or all the things you do without the pause, without the end. It causes stress on the body. It really does. And so in regards to actual fear, what happens is we're so out of presence. We are so unaware that something happens, triggers us. We don't even always have the self-awareness to reflect at a later time or in that moment. And then we have the reaction like my grandfather had. I mean, he was so agitated for such a long time. It literally reminded me of like an animal, you know, like he just paced like an animal. He was, his body was naturally trying to move through the stress, but he was just not aware of it. And it's no dig on him or you or me because we all do this. And so we need to become more conscious we need to become more aware because what happens is this response can happen, but we don't have to go with it. We need to not let our mind take us over because what happens in these moments of fear, right? So this morning, for some reason, I looked at my local news and there was like six shootings in the past two days locally. And you know, the fear response was triggered. And then my mind, my logical mind was like, oh my God, what's going on? And then my ego comes in. This world is unsafe. Da, 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 right? All of these like stories flooded through my brain. And I had just finished, you know, being still and quiet inside from my morning routine and meditation. And it was very easy for me to be anchored inside and be like, well, is that true? Like, yes, maybe these things happen, but is that true that this world is unsafe because those things happened? Is it true of all these stories true? And how can I then react to it? And at the end of the day, we try and plan and control, right? We see this with, we see this with a pandemic, right? There is this virus 
out there in the world. And initially, we all reacted in fear. There was a whole lot of fear. I was definitely in fear mode as well. Of like, what the heck is this? And, and then when you're in fear, it just clouds your judgment. It clouds it so deeply that we are in this myopic state of like, what are we going to do? How are we going to prevent this right now, right now, right now? How are we going to control, 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 control the situation, must control the situation? And it doesn't bring that opening or expansion of possibilities. We're asking the wrong questions. We're shutting down the communication inside of us and with others and most examples of fear. And we're not opening up to the possibility of what the fear is a signpost for, what the fear is asking of us, what the fear is teaching of us. And, and sure, in certain situations, like in a car, if somebody cuts you off, the fear causes your foot to go on the brake really fast, right? So, so I'm, not, I'm not saying all fear. I'm actually not saying fear is bad or good. I'm just saying fear has a time and place and we let it rule our lives, especially at the moment. And it prevents us from asking really good questions and it prevents us from having dialogue. These people don't believe in this and these people believe in this. These people are bad. These people are good. I, I have been told that these people believe this, but if you actually read the article, it'll say something different. Like we're all being fear baited or somebody called it fear porn lately. And I really agree. And it's, it's preventing us from asking deeper questions of ourselves and deeper questions of others so that when we get to Thanksgiving dinners where we all don't agree on a topic, we, well, we don't, we avoid them. We just ban people now, you know, rather than having these deeper conversations about maybe you're not just this, maybe there's an actual reason. And maybe it's not because you're just, there's a reason because of this thing that I've been told. Maybe there's like a lot of nuance there. Maybe there's Maybe there's some connection to be had. Maybe we don't need to other each other and other ourselves inside so much and let that fear win. And so how do we do it differently? Like, how can we do this fear thing differently? I believe the first thing we need to do is commit to being more in our world. So we have to get out of that constant cycle of stress that we don't even realize that we're in. That stimulation that the vast majority of us engage in, always doing, even in our relaxed state, we're doing. We're dancing, we're playing. And I'm not saying any of those things are bad. I'm just saying we all have to, no matter how much of an extroverted person you are, we all have to get quiet. And yes, I, I get that moving, like running. I went for a run yesterday and it definitely quieted my mind because it pushed me so hard I couldn't think, right? But we also have to feel. And so when we're in those states of movement, we also we often don't feel. Not always, but... So you do what's best for you. I'm just saying, if you are more of a mover to get into a quiet state, perhaps also not moving and letting, I'm working with somebody right now that has a lot of anxiety. And the anxiety is, is louder now that she's getting quiet. And of course she doesn't want to get quiet. So get quiet. And let the anxiety come up and I promise it will move. You have to feel it to be with it. You cannot other it all the time. You can't say that's my anxiety. That's this thing, this thing in me, right? It is part of you. And letting yourself feel it and allowing it to integrate, it shifts it. 
right? So that requires getting quiet. Rather than if you feel the anxiety, then you're going to take a run. And, oh, I feel so much better. That's, that's a way to shift it, but it's, it's not integrating it. I hope that's coming across, that, that concept. It's hard to understand if you have not experienced it. So I used to be in that place, and then it got so loud that even in those places, it would still rear its head. And so moving into a quiet space and feeling... And I've talked about, you know, my body shakes sometimes when I'm feeling emotions and all of the things. But actually sitting down to feel the emotions allows them to integrate into your body. It allows the energy to be released, really, because energy is stuck sometimes in our body, especially in fear modes, right? That is why my grandfather was pacing, because he was trying to move the energy unconsciously. That's what his body was trying to do. That is our animal nature. That is what animals would do in that situation. We are animals, and we are conscious humans, right? We are that. We are also souls, not saying animals don't have souls, but we also have souls. We also have an ego. We also have our mind logical aspect. We have many different aspects of us and we are more in control when we understand those aspects of us. And so going back to the first, the constant cycle, the we're even stimulated by our light source. Like after we are all pushing the light to like there's no dark anymore right it's all light all the time so even at night it's light it's light it's light and who cares if you have the blue blockers that definitely affects your biochemical state it's helpful but at the end of the day there's still our body just needs more dark and we don't we push to find some more for more time for us after the kids go to bed or we just need more stimulation or we can't go to bed yet right so we have to commit to turning it all off for moments and going within. And like that's part of what I do in the 40-day journey. So if you haven't checked that out, it's 40 days guided meditations. You committing fiercely to being with yourself for 40 days. I guide you. Uh, it's operated in the gift economy. So you can check that out on my website, soulmidwifejulie.com. So second comes that awareness so dropping, or maybe actually a second, I would say maybe it comes the knowledge. So the knowledge of, the knowledge of your mind. And I'm putting together actually a, a free workshop right now that's going to be all about the mind aspects. Where the mind, what the mind aspects are, like our ego and our logic and the other, some other aspects, and where what voices they have because they have very distinct voices they probably say very distinct words and for all of us it's very different and then if you can really focus they actually come from different points in if you can feel the energy different parts of your your head or your body right mostly your brain when you're thinking about mind aspects and how they're good right i'm not saying these mind aspects aren't good logic is super helpful it helps me solve situations all the time but there's a time and a place for all of those things. So knowing where they originate from is really helpful. Knowing your mind is really helpful. Knowing, getting to know your triggers more are very helpful. Being aware of your triggers and being okay with going, getting uncomfortable and going into your triggers is very helpful. Once you relax your body enough, you get to have deeper awareness. Once you have deeper knowledge and awareness, you can get more anchored inside so that you become a witness Right. And and I remember being 19 and first starting meditation and being like, what the heck is this witness thing they called? And it's not until decades later, 
although I've touched it on and off throughout my life. Um, it's, but it's not until dec- decades later that I definitely feel like I'm in witness mode. I'm in witness mode way more often than I'm not these days. And it makes the fear that comes, because fear still comes, or any other emotion, right? Fear is just what's very prevalent right now. So that's why I'm talking about it. And fear is very cloudy. Fear can really cloud the mind and just like make us become animals. And then we become tribal and we get in these like separation and disconnection. And we cannot do that anymore. We just can't do that anymore. We cannot be in those states of tribalism. Because if we continue to be there, then we're going to, it just, it's not going to work for us as humanity, right? We have to do something. We have to do it differently. We need to become more connected. And so when we are more conscious of this fear response, that biochemical thing that happens, we can tap into those, we can take the breaths, we can tap into those critical thinking or logical thinking if that is needed for more information about the situation we can tap also into our soul or our intuition and if we have a lot of trust in that soul and in that intuition then we can really react from a very very different place it's such a different reaction when we're acting from our soul and our intuition and it may not, if we're at that level, it may not even, it may not make sense to our brain, right? So my soul will often tell me guidance that makes no sense to my brain. But I have such a trust and developed such a trust in my soul and the journey that I believe I, that I know, that I've been told I am here for, and then what my values are also as a human, as Julie the human, that it is it is much easier for me to follow the soul and lead this soul-led life rather than this mind and ego-based life, right? And so all of this is to say that these are experiences. And so if you're wanting to, and I, I, I truly believe that most of us want something different for our world right now that we don't want the division that's occurring, that we don't want to live in these fear modes, that we want, that there are, we know that there's other possibilities for ways of being in this world. There's other possibilities for our climate. There's so many other possibilities. We could really change all sorts of things around. But we just keep asking these wrong questions because we get in these little boxes of dialogue that don't expand. And most of that is based on the cloudiness of fear, the inability to know our mind aspects and to connect with our soul. So if you've stuck with me this long, bravo. (laughs) Thank you for sticking with me. Uh, I am planning soon. So if you're not on my newsletter, go on my newsletter. It should be up hopefully within this week. Um, I'm planning on doing a free, I don't know if I'm going to call it a webinar or it might be several days on the mind and becoming more aware of your mind so that you can actually drop deeper into presence. Um, there probably actually will be some even 
maybe starting by slowing down a little bit, some meditations, and then maybe we'll go into the knowledge stuff. And um, it's still being mapped out, but it's coming soon. So check check that out. If you are interested in the 40-day journey to really get your body into a much deeper state of presence and just begin to explore and experience what I'm talking about, because it's really one thing to listen to my words, because I've been there, and it's another thing to fully experience them in your own body. Like, that is the way. That is the only way, really, to change inside of you. And then I feel like it changes inside all of your interactions with people, and then that inspires people, and it just is like this ripple, right? So if that interests you, head over to soulmidwifejulie.com backslash 40-day journey. Um, I'm expanding how many people I'm actually working with a month. And again, it's offered in the gift economy. Um, And then finally, I want to shout out to Soul Sessions. Soul Sessions are single and or uh, three sessions to help you Get deeper connected with your soul, with your soul's purpose, with your soul's voice. And they're really empowering sessions to help connect you so that you can do your own work. So not that you keep coming back to me over and over again, but that you feel really empowered and powerful so that you can trust and connect into your soul and then you get to live a more soul-led life. So check all those things out over at my website. I hope this podcast has been helpful. I hope I laid it out logically enough in my circular brain and that you are able to follow me. All right, everyone. I'll see you again next week. Bye.